We begin the Gemara today, towards the bottom of Daf Ayin Beis Amid Beis, where it says Taner Abanan. The Shir today is dedicated to Shchus Yemeledes of Avram Ben Esther. Should have Shnas Atzlocha, the Gashmis, the Ruchnis, and the Shchus of this Shir and uh, all the Shiurim. Taner Abanan Ger Noisim Mamzeres. A Ger is allowed to marry a Mamzeres. Divrei Rabbi Yosi. That's uh, Rabbi Yosi's opinion. We had this, but I said this, these two opinions are quoted earlier in the Gemara, and here we'll see the source of this Machlokes. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Ger lo yisim mamzeres. A ger is not allowed to marry a mamzeres. Another halacha the Brayse says regarding a ger: echad ger, echad eved mishuchrer. Whether a ger or an eved kanani that was freed, which is also a ger, v'cholol, or a, a kain, which is a cholol, which is possible, mutarim b'kayhenes. They're allowed to marry a kayhenes, which basically is saying that the halachas of a kain that's not allowed to marry people that are possible for him is only for the zacher, the kain. Not a kehenes. A kehenes is allowed to marry these individuals. Okay, so the Gemara explains the machloike. It's my time with Rabbi Yaisi. What's Rabbi Yaisi's source? <laughs> that a ger is allowed to marry a mamzeres. Chamisha kaholik sivi. The reason is because in the Torah, where it speaks about the different psulim that are not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael, it says five times the expression of kahol. Asher brings them all here. It says, Layovi mamze bekal Hashem. It says again, Layovi le bekal. Regarding Amun and Mayav, then it says over there, Layavi Bikal, then it says by Mitzri, Darshlishi, Yavilam Bikahal. So that's five times. And then Rashi says, that it says a sixth time, Kahal by Pitsua Daka, but that's not in part of the Sugi here because it's not talking about someone that's possible because of Yichus. Okay, so the Gemara is going to explain why does the Torah have to write five times the term Kahal? The Torah could write all these Psulim in one post, they can write the term Kahal once. Says the Gemara, Chad One is to say that these psulim are not allowed to marry Kayanim. Chad Second time is to say that they're not allowed to marry Leviim. Chad The third time is to say they can't marry any Eden from Israelim as well. And the Chad, then the fourth time, it says, Kohol Lemishri Mamzer Bishtuki. It's coming to say that a Mamzer is allowed to marry a Shtuki. <coughs> because a Shtuki is someone that you don't know if he's. Part of the regular call of Klal Yisrael, or maybe he himself is a mamzer. So, call means he has to be vaday part of the call. If he's a suffix, if he's part of the call of Eden, so then he's going to be mutter. And v'chad, and the fifth time when it says call, the mishri shtuki Yisrael. This shtuki, which is a suffix, we don't know who he is, so he is allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. So that's the five times that it says call. If so, kahal gaidim, but now when it comes to gaidim, for them, we don't have another word kahal to come and say that they're considered to be kahal as well, that these psulim are not allowed to marry Because we used up all these five calls already for other drashas. So therefore, Rabbi Yaisi says, Gaidim are not kahal, and Mamzerim are allowed to marry Gaidim. But Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda here disagrees with the way we dash in all these five words of kahal, and the one has a few options to explain Rabbi Yehuda. Either we could say as follows, Rabbi Yudah holds that Kayin and Levim are learned out from the same call because they're the same Shevet. So therefore, So he has the extra call to say that Gedim are also part of the congregation, the call of Klal Yisrael. So Mamzerim can't marry Gedim. Or another shot we could say, <coughs> Even if you need two calls, one for Kayinim, for one for Levim, 
But mamze b'shtuki, the halacha that a mamze is allowed to marry a shtuki, or shtuki be Yisrael, and the fact that a shtuki is allowed to marry a, 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 into Klal Yisrael, mechat kol nafke. That could be learned out from one call. And the Gemara explains why. When it says, lo yovoi mamzer b'kahal Hashem, so I can dashen the word mamzer, and I can dashen the word b'kahal Hashem. When it says mamzer, what mamzer means, mamzer vade. Mamzer means he has to be confirmed definitely as a mamzer, he can't come into Klal Yisrael. Hamamzer Safik, but if it's someone the, that is a mamzer that you're not sure about it, then Yovit Bekal. He could marry into Klal Yisrael. So that's the source that a Shtuki could marry into Klal Yisrael. And now, when it says Bekal, Vade Hudulo Yovit, Ha Bekal Safik Yovit. The answer is when, also when it says Kohal, that uh, a mamzer is not allowed to marry into a call. If you know someone, he's confirmed as a mamzer. He's not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. But when is he not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael? Only if it's somebody that you know for sure that he's part of Klal Yisrael. Not if it's a shtuki where there's a suffix. So you don't need two separate calls for these two halachas. Because one is learned from mamzer, that mamzer has to be mamzer vadai. And the other is learned from kohol, that call has to be a vadai call. And only then are you not allowed to marry into them. So again, the point is, you have well, extra call to teach that Gaidim are also part of the Kohol. Vibai Seime, or third way how to explain Rabbi Yudah's opinion is, Hani Nami Tirei Kohol Inino. For these, I do, there are, there are two Kohol, I do need two words Kohol to teach both of these Allahs. That Imam Zersafik is uh, allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael, and that the, the Kohol Safik is allowed to marry Imam You do need two Kohols for this. And the reason is, Rashi over here explains, because otherwise, I wouldn't just learn out from the word mamzer, like the Gemara just said, that mamzer means only a mamzer vade and not a mamzer sofik. Rashi here says the famous klal that we know regarding any da iser that's a sofik minatayre, what's the halacha? Sveke da iraisa luchumre, and you would have to be machmer. If not for the fact that you have an extra call to teach me that a sofik mamzer is mutter, I would say it's a sofik minatayre. Sofik minatayre is aser. And here the Mepharshim say, here you see that Rashi holds. That this idea that Sveke Dairaisa, a Safik Menatayr is Lechumre, it's the reason your Machmer is Menatayr, not just Midrabbanan. There's a famous Machloikis, whether this is Midrabbanan or Midrabbanan, Rashi says that it's Menatayr, you would have to be Machmer, so you do need an extra Kohol for that. So, what's the reason for Rabbi Yudah? Where does you see that a Ger is also part of the Kohol? It's a Pasik, a different Pasik, another Kohol. It says, a Kohol, Chuka, Achas, Lachem. For the congregation, there's one halacha for everyone, vila ger, and for the ger as well. Vila ger hagor, that is. So over here, the Pasik is saying, la ger hagor, and it's saying that he's also part of the call. Rabbi Yaisi, why didn't Rabbi Yaisi learn from this Pasik? He tells you, and the way the title writes it, it starts off saying, hakohol, then it says in the middle, and then it says, vila ger hagor, the title is separating, that the ger is not part of the regular call, so therefore, he can't... Uh, uh, he's not part of the call, so that is a mamza could marry into uh, a ger. Okay, now the next halacha of this brayse it said echad ger vechad eved meshuchre vecholol mutarim bekayenes bekayenes. They're allowed to marry a kayenes. Says the Gemara Mesayle leRav. What it says here in this brayse is a proof to what Rav said. Dom Rav Yudom Rav lehuzaruk sheirois the kayenes which are kosher. They were not warned lehinasil upsulim not to get married to anybody that's puzzled. Well, the halachas that it says regarding a kayan is only regarding the zachar and not regarding the nekeva, not regarding the kayanis. Darash Rav Zayreh b'mechuzeh, in the city Mechuzeh. Now the city Mechuzeh, as we'll see here, was a city that was full of geirim. 
So and we dashed there that ger muta b'memzeres that a ger is allowed to marry a memzeres. So that basically shows the gatim that at least regarding yichos they're treated differently and they're allowed to marry a mamzer. So what happened? They were upset at him for saying such a thing. Ragmu kula alma besregayu. So all the gatim there came and they stoned him with their esregim. So Rava said about what Abzaida did. It just makes sense to go and, and say such a halacha openly and publicly in a place where you know there's a lot of gaydim, you're putting yourself in danger. So not Rava, he did the opposite. He dashed in the mechuzah something for the gaydim that will make them feel good. Ger is allowed to marry a kayanis. So, so now they heard this. Oh, we can marry to the, the kayanim, kayanis. So they dressed him in a shiroi with a nice silk garment. But now after he said this, then he dashed into them like a zayda, ger mamzeres. A ger could marry a kehenes, but a ger is also allowed to marry a mamzeres. Amrulay, when they heard that he said this, they said, Avsid tilakamaisa. Now you lost uh, our, our, uh, what you, our honor you got from your first statement that you said. Amalahu, so Rava said, no, I, I was saying this for your benefit. I'm saying, I want to tell you what's good for you. You have more options of who you can marry. If you want, you can marry a Kayanis. And if you want, you can marry a Mamzadis. You have either option. So I'm just I'm showing you that you have more options, that I'm making it better. The Gemara concludes, what's the halacha regarding this? Ger is allowed to marry a Kayanis. And also, Mutubah Mamzeres, it's allowed to marry Mamzeres, Mutubah Kehenes, as we said before, Lehuzuru Kshayres Linasi Lepsulim, Rav said that the Kainais, which are kosher, do not have the Isra of marrying anyone that's possible. Mutubah Mamzeres, Kerab Yaisi. We pass him like Rav Yaisi that says that a get is Mutubah with a Mamzeres. Okay, going back to the Mishnah, we had in the Mishnah the Shtuki. Elu Hain Shtuki, Kol Shemake, the Mishnah said a Shtuki is someone that knows who his mother is, but does not know who his father is. When he wants to call to his father, his mother quiets him down. So Rav says regarding the status of the Shtuki. What did it say in the mission regarding the Shtuki? He's not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. A Shtuki could marry another Shtuki. A Shtuki could marry a Shtuki, someone else that's on his level, but not into Klal Yisrael. So now Rav explains. The halacha should be that this Shtuki that doesn't know who his father is, should be allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. Why is this? My time. Rav Kshayri this Shtuki that knows who his mother is, so because he knows who his mother is, he knows that his mother is, was not an Eishasish. When he, she had a relation with this man, she was not an Eishasish. And therefore, most people that w- could have had a relation with his mother are people that are kosher. There's only a minority that would be puzzle. The different Arayas that there are in the Torah, relatives, that's a meal. Most people in the world are not Asa to his mother. They're not a Erve. So then, if he was born, you, you don't know if this child, this Shtuki, is a Mamzer or not. You should follow Raif. Raif says that it's probably not a Mamzer. Now, the Gemara clarifies, not always do you follow Raif. When it comes to Raif, it depends what happened here. As the Gemara explains. Now, if the man that came and had a relation with this mother, <laughs> so if they came to her, so then the rule is, call the Parish, Mirube Parish. That when someone comes uh, away from where the the people are uh, s- uh, settled and uh, established in one place, they're polished. They're, they're moving. They're going away from where they are settled. And uh, so then the rule is: you follow Rav. That you separated. You came from a crowd of people and you separated from them. So we follow the Rav and say that you're probably kosher to marry this mother. 
What are you going to say? Maybe what happened over here is that she went to the man. She, she had a relation with this man in his house where he is. And if so, here a different halacha applies. That if the man, which we have a doubt who he is, but he, the man, was kavua in a place where he lives, where he's established, then the halacha is you don't follow the Then we say that this is considered to be a 50 50 suffix. And we learned this in the Gemara in Ksubis, it learns this out from Sukkim, and this is uh, the famous example regarding the meat that's found in the street, or the meat that you have a suffix, which store it came from. So this is the same halacha applied over here as well. So over here, you can argue and say that Kemechzal Mechzadami. Right, so here, the, the Gemara uses the term of Dilma, maybe. Maybe this is what happened. And so the Amma says, if, if it's only a maybe, then you should still follow the right, because you don't know for sure that it's a Kavua. The fact that it could have been Kavua is, is a maybe, but there's, there's also a, a chance that it could have not been Kavua, so you should still follow the Rav. But the truth is, the Rishayim over here say it's not only a Dilma. The Gemara is saying, what are you going to say in a case where you know for a fact that the mother went to the man, and over there is where you had a relation with him, so it is Kavua, so it's 50-50. So it should be Menatayra Asafik, says the Gemara, but still Menatayra, it's going to be Mutta because Vatayra Amra, the Pasuk says regarding Mamza, as we quoted before, Lo Yove Mamza. A Mamza is not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. And that's a Mamza Vada. It has to be a confirmed Mamza. Who do Lo Yove? Ha Mamza is Sufik, but if it's a Sufik, Yove become. And another thing we learn out from there, Vadai, who do Lo Yove? Only a, 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 a Mamza Vada can't come into the call. Ha Bekal Sufik, but if he wants to marry uh, someone that you don't know if he is part of Klal Yisrael or not, so then even this, this, this Vadai Mamza is allowed to marry someone that uh, it's a suffix if he's part of, part of the Kshedim of Klai Yisrael or not. Yavai. Okay, so here, so we see clearly that there's a Pasuk that says that a suffix Mamzer is allowed. So what's a Shtuki? A Shtuki is, the most you could say a Shtuki is, is a suffix Mamzer. And could even be less than that. Could even be it's a case of Raiv. So it's, it's not even a suffix at all. Ma tamam Shtuki Pasul. Why did we say that a Shtuki is possible to marry into Klai Yisrael? That if he's marrying someone, how do you know that he's not marrying his sister? Maybe his father was Mazana with his mother, and that father was Mazana with someone else, and now the, the woman you're marrying is your sister. Says the Gemara. Again? Oh, one second, one second. Let's see what the Gemara is going to say soon. So it's a Gzaira that it, it might be his sister. If this is what you're concerned about, we don't know who he's marrying. Maybe it's a sister. If so, a shtuki should not be allowed to marry someone that's the same as him. A shtukis. The Mishnah said that a shtuki is not allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael, but a shtuki could marry a shtukis. But why not? Why yes, that is. You should say that she's not allowed. Why? Again, the same concern. How do you know who this shtukis is? Maybe, maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's his sister. Okay, let me just go back a second to explain. Before, when the Gemara said, Shem Yisa Aviv, so the Gemara over there, the concern is not the fact that maybe the father was Mazana with someone else. That's what the Gemara is going to say over here right now. Before, what the Gemara is saying is that here is a Shtuki. He doesn't know who his father is. Maybe the father is, is also the, the father of this, of this woman that he wants to marry. <laughs> Right, so, so how do we know that he's allowed to marry the sister? But here the Gemara says, if that's your concern, that you don't know who the father is, and it might be your sister, so the same should apply also regarding the shtukis. That maybe this is uh, your sister and it's your father. And says the Gemara, no. Kol kihani mizani ve'ozli. 
Are you going to say that we're going to be chayshish, that the father of this shtuki was mezana with, this, with his mother, and this same man was also mezana with this woman's uh, mother? This is, this is what you're being chayshish for, that this same man goes and is mezana with this pump, with this, with, with this man, man, uh, man's mother, and with this woman's mother. It doesn't make sense to be chayshish to such a thing. So the Gemara asks, even if you're not going to be chayshish that this man is being mezana, doing an aveda with two t- different women, but bas shtukis lo yisa. But nevertheless, the daughter of a shtukis should also you should not be allowed to marry. Why? Again, shami yisa chaysam yavov. Over here, there is a concern that maybe you're marrying the sister that uh, share the same father. And over here, the Gemara can't answer that if the same father is going to be mezana twice. Not being mezana twice. The father was mezana with the mother, and that's the shtuki. And then this father went and married a shtukis. Minatayri is allowed to marry Ishtukis. It's mutter to marry Ishtukis. This man went and married Ishtukis. And now this daughter was more. So how do you know that the father of this Ishtukis is not, is not your, your, your father? And so you're marrying your sister. So because the Gemara is answering a simple question. If you're telling me that you're not allowed to marry into Klaisol, Ishtukis is not allowed to marry into Klaisol because maybe he's marrying his sister. Why would the Mishnah make a distinction between a Ishtukis marrying into Klaisol or a Ishtukis marrying from his own kind, which is a daughter of Ishtukis? Could be the same concern that he might end up marrying his sister. Ella says the Gemara loishchiche. The answer is because to be concerned that you might be marrying your sister is not common. That's one pshat Rashi says because why this chash that maybe the, the one that you're marrying is your is is, is the, the, your father is is your father and her father that's a sister that, that's not shchiach. The raiv is that it's not so. Another thing Rashi says loishchiche means the whole concept of a shtuki happening is not a shkichtige thing. That a person doesn't know who his father is, is not a common thing. So when it comes to a situation which is not common, Chachamim did not make zeris for such things. So hachanami, if so, this is a question. The Gemara is answer, asking, so how could you tell me that a shtuki can't marry into Klal Yisrael because Chachamim made a gzeda? Why would Chachamim make a gzeda for a shtuki not to marry into Klal Yisrael? The whole idea, the whole existence of a shtuki is not a common thing and Chachamim wouldn't make a gzeda for such a thing usually. Allah says to Gemara, you're right, usually Chachamim wouldn't make a gzeda, but over here, Maila also biyuchsin. When it comes to yichos, Chachamim made a special maila, a special chumrah that we don't find usually in other places over here regarding yichus. This is a concept that will come up a few times over here in the Gemara. When it comes to the concept of yichus, sometimes Chachamim will more machmer, even though according to the regular rules, there's no reason for Chacham to be machmer. Brothers and sisters go according to mother and father? Yeah. The isra of marrying a sister is whether it's a sister from a father, same father or a sister the same mother. Rave now said a similar thing regarding the Asufi in our Mishnah. That dvar, what's an Asufi? An Asufi is an abandoned child that doesn't know not who his father is and not who his mother is. Dvar taira Asufi kosher. Mean a taira and Asufi should also be kosher. And the Gemara goes through the different sveikis that there could be about the Asufi that will lead us to the conclusion that he's kosher. My time, uh, what's the reason? What are we concerned about? Aishas ish. So here by an Asufi, we don't even know who the mother is. So it's possible that the mother was an Aishas Ish when she had a relation with this man. But an Aishas Ish, usually when an Aishas Ish is pregnant, she says that who, she's pre- who is she pregnant from? From her husband, not from anybody else. So there's a very, true, it could be she had a relation with someone else, but it also could be that she's pregnant from her husband. Now my Ike, when could there be a concern? We, she cannot argue and say that I'm pregnant from my husband. There's two scenarios when she can't say that. 
One is miut arusais. There's a minority of cases. If this is an ashes ish, but she's not yet fully married, she's not living with her husband yet. She's just an arusa. She still lives by her father. So in such a case, she can't say that she's that she's pregnant from her father because she's not living with her husband. With her husband, that is, because she's not living with her husband. Another case where she can't say she's pregnant from her husband, and also there's a minority of cases where the husband is overseas, in such a case she also can't say she's pregnant from her husband. So those are the two scenarios where we have to be concerned that maybe she's an Ashish and she had a relation with someone else. But, says the Gemara, that's only one possibility. But on the other hand, or two possibilities actually. But on the other hand, it could be that the mother was single when she had a relation with this man. That's one option, another option over here to say that the child is not a mamzer, that the child is kosher. And also, another way to explain why this child was abandoned is that there was a time of hunger and the child is totally kosher, but the parents, the mother, the father abandoned the child because they couldn't feed him. So we have two minority reasons to explain that maybe he's puzzled. Two reasons to explain why it's kosher. So I have a palgo palga. So this is a, a, a suffix over here. It's, it's, it's a 50-50 suffix. Now what does it tell you to say when you have a child, which is a suffix, whether he's a mamzer or not? A confirmed mamzer is not allowed to marry into Kala Yisrael. A mamzer suffix yavoy. A suffix mamzer is allowed to marry into Kala Yisrael. Another thing we darshan as well, because vade hudlo yove, a mamza is not allowed to marry into a person that's definitely kosher, part of the call of Eden. Have a call suffix yove. But if it's a call, which is a suffix, if he's part of class or not, you are allowed to marry. So just like by a shtuki, by a sufi as well, minatayda would be mutter. Why, regarding a Sufi, do we say that he's puzzled to marry into Klai Yisrael? Again, the same concern. Because if he's marrying a woman, we don't know who his father is. So he might be marrying his sister from his father. So therefore, that's the Chashashir. Again, the Gemara asks a similar question to before. If so, why are we saying that an Sufi is not allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael, but he's allowed to marry someone of the same type as himself? <laughs> a Sufi, a Sufi is lo Yisa, and a Sufi should not be allowed to marry a woman that was abandoned, because Shema Yisa Achaysa, he might be marrying his sister, and over here, if the woman he's marrying is, marrying, is abandoned, this might be his sister, Beimi Yoviv, Beimi Ima. We don't know who this woman is. It could be his sister from his father, his sister from his mother, and both of them are Asa. So how can we allow him to, mar- and to marry? Says the Gemara, for that we're not concerned. This mother here abandons all her children. That's where you're going to be that maybe it's the same mother or the same father that abandons two of the children. That's not a common thing to be chayshish for. But again, the Gemara asks, but nevertheless, we should still be chayshish for the daughter of an Asufi shouldn't be allowed to marry. Maybe he's marrying a sister. So maybe the father is, 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 was first Mazana with his mother, and then the father went and married an Asufis, and that's something which is allowed. The father is allowed to marry the Asufis, and now this is the daughter of that Asufi, which was abandoned. So, the, 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 again, the, the mother was an Asufi, the daughter was not abandoned. So the Gemara here can't ask the same question, that the same father and mother would abandon uh, both children. But the question is, a bas of an Asufi, you don't know her identity. So why here is it allowed for an Asufi to marry this uh, daughter of the Asufi, or the Asufis? Says the Gemara, what's the answer to this? Like we said before, Eloloi Shechiach. 
It's not common to, to, to say that it's a sister. Or as I mentioned, it's not com- the whole concept of an asufi, of an abandoned child, is not a common thing that happens. So if so, asks the Gemara, if the whole concept of an asufi is not a common thing, why would you say here that they shouldn't marry into Klal Yisrael? Chachamim never makes zetas for uncommon cases. Says the Gemara, Ella, the answer is, This is an exception. Chachamim were machmer, especially when it comes to the Yen of Yichus. Regarding this Asufi, an abandoned child, where there's a chash that the reason why the parents abandon the child is because the child is a mamzer. So the Gemara explains, when are we chashish for this? If they find this abandoned child and he has a brismila, Asufi. So over here, there's no concern that he's an abandoned child, which is possible, which is a mamzer. And Rashi says the reason is because, if not for the fact that he's kosher, his mother, his father wouldn't go through the tirche to give him a, a bris mila. They gave him a bris mila, that means that he was a kosher child. Mishalti hadme. If his limbs are in place when the child is born, the limbs have to be put into place properly, and you see that that was done, by mishum asufi. There's also no concern that he's an asufi because his parents took care of him because he's not a possible child. Shayef Mishcha, if you see that there was oils applied on him, like it's done when a child is born, or a Malik Kuchla, or by his eyes, there was different things that were put there over there to make his eyes beautiful, or Rami Khumri, or they put the Khumri, Khumri is uh, different knots that they tie on the child for a good, good, good sign, like, like, like today people put like a, a red bendel, some kind, something like that. Or Tali Piske, if he has in him a certain kind of Kameya, Rashi says the Piske is a Kameya that's made with uh, something that's written. Or Tali Kameya is another Kameya that's made with herbs. This is an amulet that the, that the child is wearing. by Mishuma Sufi. In all these cases, the Psul of a Sufi that maybe the child is possible doesn't apply because if we see the parents took care of the child in all these different ways, we know that uh, he's not, not a possible child. If you find a child that's hanging from a, from a palm tree, like that child in a basket hanging from a palm tree, so what, do, you, do you know, is there anything to be concerned about here? So if he's hanging in a way that a chaya could reach him, so this is a real abandoned child that the parents don't care about, he's possible and this, you have to be concerned. In love, though, if he's hanging in a safe way, an animal can't reach him, there's no concern that he's a possible child. Zeradita, if he's if he's in a tree that's called a zeradita tree, how do they try to have a sorb translation tree. there for that tree? Oh, what? Sorb, sorb tree. Sorb tree. Okay, whatever kind of tree this is. So this is a tree Rashi he brings. The Gemara says in Psachim that that's a place that shadim hang out over there, and depends where this tree is. If it's smicha lemasa, if this is a tree that's near the city, so then yeshba mishuma sufi. Then we are concerned that it is an abandoned child because that's the place where the shadim are, and the parents placed him there, so they're not concerned that they don't care about this child. Vimlav, if it's not near the city, then Aimboy Mishuma Sufi. Then there's no issue of a Sufi because it's a safe place, there's no shade in there. So he's, he's a kosher child. Beik Nishte, if you find an abandoned child by a shul, Smichel if this is near the city, so Ashi says in those times the, the shuls Bechlau were built uh, out of the city. So if it's close to the city, Rabim, and there's many people that are there, then he's not doesn't have the doubt that maybe he's a mamzer because the parents put him in a place that they know he's going to be found and taken care of. So they care about him. But if you if this if the shul is not near the city and there's not a lot of people that come there usually, then he's a, there's a Shash Psul and he has the Allah of Sufi. 
Amar Amei, said another scenario, Hi, Pei the Sufli, there's an area where you throw, Pei the Sufli is like the leftover of dates that's thrown there for the animals to eat there. If the child was left there, abandoned, Yesh Mishuma Sufi. So then you have to treat him as a puzzle, as a Sufi, because it's a place that animals go to and the parents don't care about this child. Kharif <laughs> Denara, if the child is left in, in the center of a river where there's a lot of traffic of boats traveling there, Aim by Mishuma Sufi. So then there's no issue of a Sufi because the, the parents left him in a place where he's going to be uh, seen. P- Pishri, if he was left like in a corner in the side of a river where people don't go there and he's not going to be found so quickly, then then is really a abandoned child. If a child was left on the side of the Rishus Rabim, there's no issue of a Sufi because it's the side and it's a place where people will find him and it's not a dangerous area. So the parents care about him. If a child is left in the center of the Rishus Rabim, where there's a very big traffic and it's dangerous for the child to be left there, Yash by Mishuma Sufi. Over there, because of it's dangerous, the parents left him there, so the parents don't care, so there's, a, there's the psal of a Sufi. Omar Rav said another rule about that Sufi, if you find this abandoned child in a year of a hunger, aim by Mishuma Sufi. You don't have to be concerned that this child is an Asufi, that he might be possible, because you'll say that the parents simply left him there because of the hunger. So the Gemara now wants to understand this halacha that Rav said regarding the hunger year, where exactly was this child found? On which case is Rav speaking about? <laughs> if the case of here is that the child was left in the middle of the Rishasarab where it's a danger, and you're saying that in a year of a hunger, this child is still going to be considered kosher, because it's a year of a hunger, the parents are ready to put their child in a place where he's going to get killed by the traffic. Why is the fact that it's a hunger year changed anything? The fact that he's left in the middle of the street like that should still be a sign that the parents don't care. Rava must be speaking about a case where the child was left on the side of the road. If so, my area is Ravain. So then why does it say over here that in a year of a hunger, then we say that probably the child was left there only because of the hunger and his kosher. Even without the years of the hunger, if, if, even if it's not a hunger, we said already before, on the side of the Rishas it's a place that's safer and therefore we don't consider it to be a child that the parents don't care about. Elod says the Gemara, Ki itme de Rave, this rule about a hunger year that Rav said about the Asufi was going on something else. Aha, the Omer of Yudah Marav, Rabbi that is. Omer of Yudah Barzavdi, Omerav. And he said the following rule. Kozman Shebeshuk, as long as this abandoned child is still in the street, if a father or a mother come along and say, this is our child and the child is kosher, the father and the mother are going to be believed. Nasaf Minashok, however, once somebody took this abandoned child in, now Ainamanamalov. They're not going to be believed anymore to say that this is our child and that he's a kosher child. My time, why? Amaravirov explained, Once he already has the status of an Asufi, now the father and mother are not believed anymore. Before he has the status of an Asufi, he's he's there in the street, and the father and mother come and pick him up and say, This is our child. So then they're believed. But once he has the status of an Asufi, you're gonna to have to have Adam for this to come and uh, verify who he is. Now but on this, said, but if it's a year of a hunger, even when he was already taken in from the street and he already has the status of being an Asufi, the father and mother are going to be believed to say that he is an Asufi because in such a, that he, that, sorry, that he's kosher, that is, because in such a kind, in such a time period where 
Nebuch, many people have to abandon a child. They have no choice. Chacham didn't want a puzzle. They wanted to give the parents a chance to be able to come and confirm and say that this is their child. Amar Avchista said regarding this point here, whether we believe the parents or don't believe the parents, so there's actually a few cases that fall into the same category. There are three people that are going to be believed and they're believed right away. Now here, the Chilish in our case is usually when you come to verify such kind of things, the rule is you have to have Adam to verify such kind of things. And here the Gemara is going to say there's three cases where, where there's an exception that you believe in an Eid Echad. Three are believed right away. Eluheim, Asufi, Chaya, a, a a nurse, a a, a, a midwife, and a upetares chavrisa, and a case where one woman exempts her friends, as we'll see in a moment what that refers to. Asufi hodamoran. Regarding asufi, so as we just said, a child that's in the street and he wasn't yet taken in, so the father or the mother, one person, they're believed to say, "This is my child, and this child is kosher." Now by a chayo. What's the halacha by a midwife? The time you will learn Nebraiz, a midwife is believed to say when a child is born, so if it's twins, and I have to know who's a bechay. So the, the, the midwife is believed to say, and this child was born first, and this child was born second. When is the midwife believed? If she didn't leave the room, and came back. If she left the room and came back, then in a menace, she's not believed anymore. She left, could be who she thinks was, was exchanged. Rabbi Yezu says, Only if she's standing right there at her place, this midwife, then a man she's believed to say who was born first. If she's not standing right there on her place, then a man she's not believed. The Gemara explains the difference between the two opinions here. My benayu. What's the difference? It could be The difference is the hadar apa. If she turned around, if she remained in the same room, but she turned her face around. So according to Rabbi Yezer, the moment you turn the face around, she's not believed anymore. Okay, so this is the case where a midwife is believed. So the Mepharshim here explained that this is a unique Chiddush. Usually you have to have two Adim, and the reason why we believe one Ad over here is because there's basically no other choice. The only, uh, the only way to, to know is by believing the midwife. So it must be that the Torah trusts the midwife. Now, Peteres Chavrisel. What's the case of Peteres Chavrises? Says the Gemara, my hidet. Now we learn the Mishnah as follows: Shalish Nashim Shal Yishenis B'Mita Achas. If there's three three women that are sharing the same bed, V'Nimtzad Dam Tachas Achas Man, and then there's blood that's found under one of them. We don't we don't know who the blood came from to for the tomb of Nida. Kulon Tmeis. They're all going to be Tomei. Now Bod Kachas Man V'Nimtzad Tmeia. What's if one of the women inspected herself and she's that she's the Nida? The blood came from her. So then he Tmei V'Kulon Tairis. She's going to be the one that's Tomei, and all of them are going to be Tairis. So this is the case where she's believed to say that she's the she's an Eidachal. She's believed to say that she's Tomei, and all her friends will be Tair. Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista says that's only Shabbat Katzma Kishir Vest. That's only if she checked herself right away. Kashir Vesta over here means she checked herself mamish right away. Then her friends are believed. But she checked herself later, then that's too late. Tanar we learned in Abrais also the same thing about a, a, a midwife. Nemenes Chaya A midwife is believed to say, This child is a Kayan, this child is a Levi, this child is possible because he's a Nosen or a Mamzer. We, we trust a midwife for this, for this Yichus. When is that true? If there's nobody else that's challenging what the midwife is saying, if someone else is challenging her and then is saying the opposite, then she's not believed. 
So the Gemara clarifies what kind of a challenge are we talking about. Erer demai. What kind of a challenge are we talking about here? If we're talking about over here is that the midwife is saying one thing, and then there's one witness that's saying against her. Says the Gemara, why should one witness be believed? Rabbi Yechenen set a rule. Anytime you have a situation where there's an error, one person is, is not believed to create any doubt over here. So if the midwife is saying that this child is a cunning mm-hmm. or so on, an error of one person cannot go against this, this midwife. So therefore he says, What it means is when you have a, a challenge of two Adem against the midwife, then, then we're going to believe the two Adem against the midwife. But then the Gemara says, Or if you want, I can tell you, Even if there's just one person challenging what the midwife is saying, still, I will not believe the midwife. Even though usually I don't pay attention to a, a challenge of one person, because over here it's different. When did Rabbi Yechenen say that you don't pay attention to a challenge when it's just one person? We had this in the Gemara and Gitan regarding the get. When, when you have a kosher to get, so one person just comes along and says that this get is possible, we don't pay attention to that one person. Why is that? That's if you have, for example, a get where there's a status, a chazaka that it's kosher, so you don't pay attention to one individual. But if there's no status of kashras here, so one person will also be believed to challenge what the midwife is saying. The midwife is coming and saying regarding a bunch of babies here. This is a kind, this is a lady. There's no status of kashras over here. So if there's no status of kashras in such a case, even an idiot of one individual will be believed to go against what the midwife is saying.